0: All the latest news,
1: views, and reaction to the A-League, the Socceroos, and Australian football. This is 442 FM. Thank you for tuning in to again to 442 FM. I, I assume again. Uh, it be might be the first time. Us. Yeah,
2: but no, um, no. what do you say? They could be boycotting us. Oh, it could be a boycott.
1: Um, well, if you are listening to this, or if you're not, then well, there's no point in me saying hello to you, the people that aren't listening. To it. This isn't a very good start, is it? We've had better. <laughs> we have had better. <laughs> Tied myself up all, all up in knots there, uh, Kevin Hezer. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, kind of in in spirit.
1: We've we've had some technical difficulties, and just about we might have John Davidson. Can we hear you, John?
3: Greetings.
1: <laughs> oh, <dear> God, <laughs> uh, that that just crackled. Oh, this this is going to be. This a good is just part. such a bad day. Yeah, can we do a thirty-minute walkout? <laughs> <laughs> just to, just <laughs> um, Thirty seconds. Actually, a thirty-second sure. walkout. <laughs> um, the laugh that you hear there is a new voice. You may have never heard on this pod before. Um, it is Twitter personality, former podcaster, opinion opinion peacemaker, um, <laughs> <laughs> Scouse raw, uh, also known as Ben Clark. Hello, gentlemen and ladies, welcome. Uh, we've also got another person in um, who is making the pod. Well, he's meant to be making the pod a bit, a little bit more professional. We've got <laughs> producer Will in the house. Say hello, producer Will. Hello. That's enough.
2: Who's had absolutely nothing to do with <laughs> terrible,
1: yeah. terrible
2: production values this week? That's entirely down to us. Yeah, but we're trying to fob the blame onto
1: him anyway. We'll, we'll pass the buck. Um, talking of passing the buck, oh, segway Was that a segue? Was that was a
2: segue.
3: It's
1: high quality. Uh, it's just got better. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Was that, was that was John Jordan or was... Was well, me? A
1: uh, lovely <laughs> <yeah, likely> story. <laughs> all right. Um, boycott Watch. Kevin Ayres, what's been going on the last week since we last spoke to people?
2: Well, it's, uh, yeah, it's been quite an eventful week, really. Uh, when we last spoke, FFA had refused point-blank to, to back down. They were still talking hardline. It was all the fans' fault. They deserved the bans and... Uh, they weren't going to change anything, and before they'd even finished talking, the fans had arranged a boycott, which went down, worked well. Uh, by Thursday, they realised they were up to the necks in it and trying to dig themselves out. We out Stephen Lowy to uh, give a bit of moral support to the, the uh, CEO, who was clearly struggling, and... Probably said the things, if he'd said it on Tuesday, maybe the crisis could have been averted. Uh, Said everything that they should have said and that I told them to say in my opinion piece. Uh, But by then it was too late. Momentum had been running and they dug themselves into a hole, backed themselves into a corner, mixed up the metaphors in so many different ways that they couldn't get out of it. Uh, And as a result, fans didn't turn up. Not the lowest round of all time, though, which did surprise me.
1: I think there was some rounding up happening th- as well. I think there
2: was some shocking manipulation of the figures. There was no way there was the the figures that they were talking about at Sydney uh, and uh, Central Coast Mariners.
1: Um, our at the very least, our office token office Central Coast Mariner, um, the bearded Mariner of uh, uh, of what was it B League fame? Yep. Uh, <laughs> He, he went to the game and said uh, the, the actual crowd attendance figure that um, the Mariners and FFA uh, released was 4,514, which was um, interestingly six more than the lowest ever Mariners attendance.
2: What a coincidence! Yeah, stranger. Um,
1: and but uh, our our source says he would be surprised if it if it was anywhere if it was three thousand probably closer to two
2: yeah that's what I figured looking at from the TV pics
1: yeah it certainly
5: didn't look that uh, look like that anything close to that on uh, TV or the pictures that I saw of the TV side stand so yes
1: so uh, Louis. Is meeting with fans tomorrow night, as we as we re- record the pod, Wednesday uh, in Sydney, flying up some of the active supporter groups um, for... Do we, do, we, do we know what the kind of agenda is? And There's nothing really been released, has, has it?
2: No, I mean, I think what he's just trying to do is put the fire out, basically. Uh, but, as I say, you know, they've backed themselves into a corner where, frankly, it's going to take blood flowing uh, before... Fans are appeased now. You're either going to have to have capitulation on the uh, basis that, yes, the appeals process is completely flawed and we need to overhaul it uh, and make it transparent and people are going to be able able to access the evidence against them uh, and then be able to use that to mount their own defence, which the FFA insists is completely impossible because they've signed legal deeds of agreement with the police that gives them access To the information they can use against fans, but doesn't give them the access, give them the right to pass it on to third parties. Uh, And that's what's tied them up in knots uh, from that perspective. Uh, The other alternative is head roll. And frankly, I think the only two heads that can roll that would appease fans are either Gallup, who has made a complete hash of this, or the people around him who are advising him. Have made a complete ash off it, and he's trusted them and followed through for it, therefore, he takes a fall for it. Or De bon, who, as head of the A League, has plunged the A League into so many different crises of varying sizes over the past year. We wouldn't advocate anybody loses their jobs, but there's a very, very strong argument that he ha- has to defend his position, and it's becoming increasingly hard for him to do so. Mm. Uh, you know, in the midst of all this, he, he topped it all with the ridiculous decision on Saturday to, to force the uh, victory into the white strip, playing against Phoenix in a light grey strip uh, in the warm-up. I mean, that
3: it's it's it is when, hard when to
2: As I said in the, the opinion piece last week, when you're at the bottom of a hole holding a shovel, stop digging, and he just keeps digging. <laughs> he keeps digging a bigger hole. This is
4: dig up stupid from The Simpsons. It's <laughs> absolutely
2: <laughs> mental. Um, so yeah, I can't see any other ways out of it. Can you, Ben? Um, what would what would appease you as a
5: fan? Look, I think that, as has been widely reported as well this week, you know, the 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 trust between the fans and the FFA has degraded to such an extent that even if they come out and, you know, because what we've seen is flowery language. We've seen, you know, um, oh, we're going to review this. We're going to, you know, say this. But I think the time for talk is almost over from a fan's perspective because we've shown, they've, they've shown that they can't manage... Effect, they can't manage the A League effectively. They can't manage fans effectively. They can't manage relationships between parties effectively. So, I think a lo- I think fans will only really be appeased by action or concrete kind of commitment to action. Because, and you know, fans understand that this is you know there's legal um, you know wrangling to do to get action done. You know, they, they understand there's going to be timelines for it, but. We haven't even seen the commitment to action yet, so hopefully that's what comes from Wednesday. Um, and yeah, I, I, I do. I do also. I just have to mention that um, I believe the uh, the driver behind the meeting was a uh, good friend, Mark Bosnich. Yeah, uh, it was
2: interesting. <clears throat> it was a third party uh, um, that organised the the meeting. And that I think it was
5: Boza may have played a part in that. And. Um, that there was, you know, that there has been chatter amongst different sets of fans, you know, not necessarily all ten groups, but, you know, one fan group talking to another fan group, etc., for quite a while um, before this, so it was a little bit easy for Bozza to organise this in that context.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I think you know it is also something that has been bubbling away for years. This is not just a new thing that's just flared up. Uh, this has been a long-running thing. And it's something even I've spoken to the FFA about at several different occasions over the past few years. Uh, and to be fair, the couple of times that I have spoken to them and they have insisted there's an appeals process, <laughs> but it's always been kept secret. And, you know, when I was having a conversation after I'd spoke to Gallup last week uh, with an FFA official they were crowing about the fact that they don't know, fully understand the conversation that they're involved in. They think they're talking about fans who are guilty trying to minimise the the severity of their sentence when the fans are saying there is actual genuine innocent people in there that haven't been able to clear the name effectively. And until that impasse is broken where they actually are on the same page talking about the same thing we're not going to get any further forward but the FFA official was crowing about the fact that in 10 years only one fan had ever actually overturned a ban And until I pointed out that well (laughs) none of the the fans few of the clubs even knew there was an appeals process Mm. and you have stated repeatedly in public many many times that there is no appeals process so, how on earth is anybody going to be able to appeal uh no to appeal and even if they do the f- options available for them to prove that they didn't do the offense they' committed of uh, they're accused of is is virtually impossible um, the one guy that did clear his name was only able to do so because he had a passport stamp saying that he was out of the country at the time
5: <laughs> wow <laughs> the uh <laughs> it 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 is a very strange uh It's a very strange situation. There is more that are there's more there's one hundred percent more that are innocent, and we'll see that come out in the wash. We will see, but I I think fans just want a fair process. Like realistically, not a lot of the one ninety eight are going to get their bans overturned because there's no evidence. Are, are, Are you are you videotaping? for 90 minutes when you're at a match? No, you're not. Hmm. You know, are you able to access the CCTV if you ask for it? No, you're not. Um, Can you even ask for other people's footage to clear your name? No, you you know, that's a bit murky. So it'll be good to get a fair process in place so that this can't just keep happening.
2: The interesting thing was when uh, we spoke to Gallup... uh, drilling down on what the evidence was that they had accumulated uh, a large part of it is effectively hearsay from informants either through Hatamoto, uh, their security firm who uh, keep tracks on all the the, uh, terrorist stroke fans uh, and fan informants themselves who self-policing which is quite a scary concept but Self-policing, getting rid of the arseholes, that's actually a a fair thing to be doing. And they rely on the confidentiality of that. Uh, And again, that's a reason that they're wary of handing over the evidence. And
5: and you you also wouldn't see fans dobbing in not guilty fans. You would see fans going, this guy's an arsehole, we need to get rid of him.
2: But (laughs) it still does leave the option open for... Grievances that may have uh, accumulated off the uh, terraces uh, being played out in reprisal. Uh, Potentially, you know, I'm not saying it has happened, but when you rely on that kind of untested uh, evidence, um, it it could be motivated by many, many different things. Uh, You spilt my pint, you slept with my girlfriend, who knows?
1: (laughs) So why why is this not a, a criminal matter? Why isn't it the, the good the, question? The police, you know, if you get cautioned or if you get charged by the police for doing something that is illegal um, at a sporting event, then you're banned, and then cause you'll have the you have to be proven by the police that you were doing it. You'll have the appeals process through the police. Why why are we kind of mm. self policing certain certain things? This
2: is the, the strange thing. I mean, you know, flares are illegal it's illegal to set a flare off whether it's in the stadium or anywhere else unless you're at sea and in distress it's illegal to set flares off if the FFA can prove that these guys set flares off the police should be able to prove that these guys set flares yep. off, take them to court and convict them nobody would have a problem with that in a fair and transparent process um, but it's this lower standard of evidence that the FFA are willing to accept that courts wouldn't accept uh, and you know the FFA insists that it's they're renting these premises. They have the right to refuse entry to anyone uh, for any reason, and they do. That's fair enough. Yep. But by the same token, fans of the, the the right say, "Fine, we're not taking part in it anymore." Mm. Yeah. You—that's the way you want to run your competition. Count us out. And that gets the FFA looking very petulant uh, and sounding very whiny.
1: John, uh, um, Ben was just talking about action there. Like, what would you? What would appease you um, to come out of this meeting tomorrow? What do you think the next steps should or could be uh, oh. taken now?
4: Yeah, that's a good. That's a good question. I just first up, I'd like to um, you know, good work by Bosu being involved, and can we send him to the Middle East next <laughs> solve another <process. laughs> Um But no, in all, ser- in all seriousness, uh, I think yeah. I mean, I think um, obviously the fans want to be heard. Um, and that's, there'll be obviously some sharing and some venting of, of strong views at the meeting but I think now they want action and I think um, you get the impression that unless they actually see action not we'll, we'll have a look at things in February um, unless they have action soon then, then the, the situation is going to continue because it, it, it's obviously gotten worse since the, the following um, well the last sort of two weeks it's worse day by day so um, yeah I think, I think there needs to be some, some clear action From FFA, what what action that they can take at this point is is hard to know. But
1: um, yeah, I think I think fans want to see less less talk and more um, more action. Uh, Talking of which, let's listen to a bit more talk. Um, (laughs) Kev um, grilled Gallop. uh, A little soundbite from the presser from uh, was it last week? Late last week.
2: There's two soundbites actually. First is uh, from Tuesday, and then I'll play the second from Thursday. Uh, Basically, again, just focusing on the evidence issue. Will
3: get the chance to see the
0: evidence again? The way these things are looked at is we gather information from uh, a, a, a number of places um, and by its very nature that information has to be confidential. What we are saying today is if there's proof that uh, you did not engage in the antisocial behaviour which led to your ban, then of course but it will need to be proof. Uh, and we go through a rigorous process before we ban anyone. do you
2: propose proving your innocence? Which, what evidence would you accept?
0: Uh, of course, there are a number of, exam- a, a number of examples of what... Um, you could prove you didn't do it. Um, if there was proof you didn't do it, if you could prove it wasn't you, um, then, of course, these are the obvious ones. But what evidence would you accept? It has to be... It has to be very strong evidence of course because we've looked at these matters um, and we don't ban people we wish the 198 number was zero but we don't ban people um, uh, trivially we look at the issues seriously and if there is proof uh, that there's been a mistake uh, then of course we'll look at it how do people
2: judge if, if a mistake's been made if you've not looked at the evidence that you've seen them
0: they're going to know if they if they're they're going to know if they feel they've got enough um, to come forward and say you made a mistake, and that's what I'm and that that's what I'm saying. They
2: can come forward and say that, but if they've not got the evidence that you've got, they can't
0: prove it. We know what evidence we've relied on. If there's a, if there's a counter a, a amount of of evidence that shows that that was wrong, we'll look at it.
2: So that was on Tuesday couple of days later we revisited the same uh issue uh in the context of hatamoto and uh fan informants and uh this is what he had to say then coming up any second now thanks soundcloud yay just have a dance maybe while you're
1: waiting this uh, th- th- this internet is stuttering as much as Gallup was a minute a second ago.
2: <laughs> Let's try it this way. And go. Okay. The, uh, the issue with the appeals and the bans is not so much the zero tolerance. I think lot of fans are in favour of zero tolerance. It's the transparency of that process. Will you be addressing the opening up of evidence for the fans to be able to see why they being effectively convicted of a
0: crime? There, there, are, there are issues around just how much evidence um, can be disclosed because it's given to us on a confidential basis um, from a number of quarters. So we have to be careful with that, but that's something we need to look at. We need to look at to what extent uh, we can um, be uh, be transparent with that evidence, but recognising that confidential information is given to us on the basis that it stays confidential. But it's the like appeals it. issue will be part of the review process. Is that
2: confidential information not coming from either... Atomoto who are paid to supply you with information to fund A to uh, continue the bands or from informants within
0: fans who may have other reasons. It, it, cer- it, it, it certainly occasionally comes from fans themselves and they give it to us on the basis that it doesn't become disclosed that they gave it to us. No they, they want to protect their identity and we got to be careful with that because that's an important part of the system. So on the one side you want to, you want to have complete... Um, transparency, on the other you want to protect the ability to get that information. But do
2: you not have corroborating
0: evidence that we back up there? Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. I mean obviously you would, nev- you would never do it without some some corroborating evidence and, and looking to, to make sure we're absolutely right before we ban people uh, is a big part of the process. Um, all I'm saying is There is information that comes in on a confidential basis and it's only provided if it's kept confidential. So we've got to be careful in how we look at that during this review. Is that not effectively hearsay? Um, Look, without getting too technical about it, um, some of it will be be technically hearsay and therefore uh, used only as a part of what goes toward a decision to ban someone. It's certainly um, the case that you, you need often need evidence from a range of sources. Some will be confidential and some won't.
2: After the uh, press conference on Tuesday before you'd almost left the room, fans had already begun to arrange the boycott for this um, What do you think the takeaway message will be for fans from this press conference that will make the change of mind?
0: We, we don't take their position in the game for granted. We want to hear their views. Um, we're going to hit the road and, and through the process of this review, We'll get views on the banning process and we'll get views on any other things that are concerning uh, fans. Um, we want them to know that we want to listen. So, um, I'd like to make a point there, because I, I think it, we certainly respect their views, we, we, we are
5: clearly working to consult further, but I must say we all have the same objective here. You go to the game to love the game, you go to the game to appreciate the game, you go to the game to enjoy the game, and we all want that, and so we're all working towards that same objective of having excitement, enjoyment, and really appreciating the talent on the pitch. That's why people go to the game. And our job is to to continue to provide an atmosphere that that can be appreciated. And and that's why we would hope that uh, all of the fans, active fan groups as well as the broader community, uh, they work together. That's what makes the game. That's what makes the exhilaration of the game. And we're working very hard Uh, that everybody will continue to do that. So five years ago, Rebecca Wilson,
2: when you were at the NRL, actually couldn't print that she regarded you as a personal friend. Do you think that's had any role in your reaction to this story?
0: No, not at all. We've uh, had some incredibly heated arguments about what happened in the Sunday Telegraph. Will fans take a chance to see the
5: evidence
0: against them? Mm -hmm. Right, so that was...
5: Shut up, David. Shut up, David. (laughs) <laughs> I think that's what most of us would think to be honest um, so one, that one, one very quick thing on that I am really excited I'm Stephen Lowey I have I'm just really excited to get the fans back to the games <laughs>
2: that was my uh, next question what did we all think of Stephen Lowey's performance over the last uh, press conference
5: no enthusiasm. He's 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 so fl- he's so flat. He needed to make an impression. He needed to show that he was in charge. And I don't think he, don't think he performed. There did seem to be a lack of charisma presence. One thing you could never level at Frank, by yeah, the way, that's it, very it, true. What, yeah, that's Whatever you might say about Frank, he always he, talked. In, when know. he was in
2: the room, you knew he was there. Yeah, uh, every second he was around you. And Stephen Lloyd ten sat and was fairly anonymous for most of the the press conference and would pipe up from time to time. And while he did actually say the right things, there just wasn't that personality and presence and drive and enthusiasm and passion Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, seemed to be innate in his father, at least, anyway. Mm -hmm.
1: To be fair, it is his first month of the job, so he's probably still getting to know the office, the layout. He's still having to go to IT every day to know how to to use the internet (laughs) and... (laughs) Um, you know, he, his, his name still isn't in the printer where he wants to scan it and send it to himself. So it's all these sort of issues that he has to iron out in the first month of work. Anyway, keeps having to check the, you know, the Wi-Fi problems. password. The big problems. Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: Swiping so. instead of pushing and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, We've all been there. We've all been
1: there. Right, I'm getting the wrap up by producer Will. He's, he's heard too much about this boycott and he wants to listen to actual football stuff.
5: Uh, just before we move on...
1: No, I did... We'll, well have I, spoken. <laughs> I, I did just
5: want to uh, congratulate Kev on his fantastic uh, work throughout this this issue so far and, yeah, look forward to it continuing. See, that's
2: why I brought you on, mate.
5: <laughs> For suck-up
1: comments. For
2: suck-up comments, that's what we wanted. Well, in, in all
1: seriousness, there, there's been some key players in the media, hasn't there? Like, Boz has been vocal... Simon Hill's been very, very good, and uh, you know, and it's and it's kind of uh, and and Kev yourself, you know, it's these sort of people that you kind of need to, to stand up, that have got like the uh, the, the big presence in the game and, and make their uh, feelings heard, and, and actually not let them give a, an easy answer. Yeah, and I think that's the, the easiest and that's what the FFA want, and especially Gallup at times when and a lot of these, a lot of yourself included, aren't aren't letting him take the easy way out which is good. Yeah, it's, it's it's very good, and it's very very appreciated from a fan perspective. Thank you. Right then. Football. Mariners. So, um, a handful of them turned out to see the Mois show. Although he actually, it, 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 it wasn't the moi show, really. No, it you know, wasn't. I mean, he, he was
2: actually yeah. quite anonymous, to be honest. He was, he was no, by his not. standards. Anonymoise? Anonymous. No, it's not working yeah. there, right, is it? <laughs> it's forced. There's, a, there's only so
5: many you can make. <laughs> 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 Even you, Kev.
2: <laughs> but I mean, it is incredible that in a, a five-one thrashing like that. Moy only really took part in like two, two of the goals. Key, mm. key roles. Uh,
1: that that was it. He was being marked. He was being man marked. But when you man mark a player um, in that attacking third, mm. it just opens up. opens up that that the whole of their half. And and Navio had a lovely old day. Yeah, he was he was brilliant. Yeah, he was. He was... This is... This is a uh, weird, sorry, John, go on.
4: It was a weird... I was going to say, it was a weird game at the start, particularly because the Mariners dominated the first 21, 22 minutes, and then City scored, and the Mariners were really shocked, and then they got the second one, and it was you know, rolled on. But they actually started quite well. They just can't seem to score. Well, it was I mean, a lot of
1: creation, but
2: yeah. When you're relying on O'Donovan as your goal scorer, that's where mm. you... Your problems begin and end really, isn't it?
1: Oh, he missed a few sitters, didn't he? Well, not necessarily sitters, that might be a bit harsh, but you, you expect your overseas striker to be finishing some of those. Sorensen made a few good saves. Oh, let's
2: go! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say, to be fair, you know, it's in keeping with a lot of the, the strike forces out there this this year. The, uh, I mean, you look at uh, Sydney struggling up front, Adelaide, Struggles up front and legendary. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mariners as well. Or um, Jets now to a certain extent. Jets to a certain extent. So, you know, it's the story of the season. Mm. There's going to be a, a lot of 1 nil wins, and then you're going to have thrashings uh, yeah. by the, play, the the teams with solid attacks like Victory and uh, City.
1: Hence why Barisha got his contract extended, just to show how, how valuable he is to that team. Absolutely. Um, well, but talking of a, a striker in form, Fornaroli, like that—that that second goal, goal of the season for me so far. I thought that's absolutely brilliant. That sort of smacks of like York and Cole in United at their, in their pump. Um, you know, the step over, received it back from Mork, and just a so such a calm finesse finish into the bottom corner, which is exactly what some of the other strikers are desperate to have. You know, Holosko will come on to the Sydney game, but he's just there's so many chances where if he would have had a bit more composure he could have rolled it into the back of the net do
2: you know the the amazing thing for me is that City are still only in 5th place because I really have been enjoying every single one of their matches with the exception of the one that Moy missed on international duty Mm. Uh, and there seemed to be a a roll and yet you know Western Sydney Wanderers will come to later on are just a huge fantastic turnaround Um, but yeah you would I just get the feeling they should be much much closer to the top uh, given the way they've been performing and exciting and it does kind of put Van Skip's role back in the spotlight again whereas I think I'd written him off and said he was going to be out by Christmas despite the position on the ladder I can't can't really fault him so far no Uh, team's gelled really well playing really well exciting to watch uh, they just deserve larger crowds coming to see them.
1: They're see? creating so many chances. You know the, the stat from this: twenty-three shots, nine on target.
3: Yeah.
1: And, and
5: what, what did John Aloisi say about uh, negative football again a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> um, <different> <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they've they've probably been up up there with victory is the best team to watch. Oh. From like, you know, I I wasn't particularly impressed with them. at when I saw them up in Brisbane, but um, that was probably the only real off game i have had in the last kind of five or six. Yeah. Uh,
2: and, you know, they are exciting to watch. They, they are as good as victory uh, in terms of excitement. Uh, but I'm still caught between a rock and a hard place for Mariners uh, because, you know, even taking a 5-1 thrashing like that Mariners fans got to see, you know, a lot of good goals, an interesting match, and I would still take that over any of Sydney FC's games this season, in terms of what I would rather go and pay to watch. Uh, Agreed, but it, but it would be it would be nice if the Mariners had a chance, a sniff of
4: a win. Kevin, you do realise Con's not here, so you don't have to troll him. <laughs> you can't, you can't Con's, quietly, Con's quietly crying in a corner uh, at the moment, dressed in a Sydney FC shirt.
5: <laughs> that's because he, he has to go to the games. <laughs> that's, that's not because of what Kevin said. <laughs>
1: Sydney FC fans are just hoping this boycott continues <laughs> until go no, no, fans his no, shooting boots.
5: So, so, so they've got a
1: decent excuse not to go. <laughs> yeah. Keep the Olympic bar busy. Um, Mitch Austin, John, he was the, a, a bit of a, a rare spark in that uh, Mariners team.
4: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've liked um, what, he's, what he's produced so far. I mean, he's, he's been one of their best performers, I think, um, particularly coming over from, uh, I think it was Cambridge United. Um, so you know playing lower league football um in England and um yeah I think he's you know he's 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 been one of their better players um and lucky not with that that entry not to to be out too long but um yeah it just hasn't been much uh much great uh, well much good news for the Marys I think they're looking to bring in some reinforcements in in January and I think they really need to do that particularly with the experienced players that that have left because it's such a young team um you know, and and you can see heads dropping, particularly, you know, when you when you're going two, three goals down in, in a half of football.
1: Mm. Yeah, we did. Um, we've been working with the uh, the guys from Football Manager in the UK, uh, and there's some cu- quite cool um, info that we've just that we just put up on the on the website this week. Um, just where we we run uh, some of the the more exciting players through their. Um, ridiculously in-depth database, um, and, and they simulated um, where they would end up in the season. Um, so, and Mitch Austin was one of them, and uh, and yeah, so he he ended up in the Portuguese Premier Liga. So, uh, as a, <laughs> <laughs> um, potentially, uh, according to the, what they think from uh, from Football Manager, he might not have that much of a uh, uh, many options overseas, but. I don't know if he continues to, to to play as he is. I think he's got a bright future in the A League.
2: Ten points in fantasy football this weekend, which isn't bad when you're on the receiving end for five-one
1: drobbing. Well, unfortunately, he was on my bench. I, he won the penalty and then scored it, didn't he? So, mm. yeah. it'd be a shame you can't get double points for that. Yeah, I don't you think sh- you can assist assist your, your, your own goal. Your own goal. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: um,
1: that was quite a chewy cough, mate. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Chewy cough
1: <laughs> Alright Moving on to Sydney Newcastle um, Yeah, we, we were just talking about um, Holosco and uh, Navio This is a, a little bit of a stat from So this was before the um, the Sydney game But Navio had nine shots In the match against uh, Mariners On Thursday night And up until um, before this this game Sydney Newcastle game That was more than Holosco had had all season <laughs> <laughs> Says it all. Navío played played four and a half games as well. Glasgow would have played pretty much all all of the the, the previous games. Yeah. Which, so at least he tried to rectify this uh, uh, that stat by having plenty of shots. <laughs> but Jesus yeah. Christ, he can't buy a goal.
2: <laughs> it is it's it's painful to watch, really, uh, and so frustrating. You know, it's just oh, finish it do something
5: significant I don't know I, 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 I wasn't too frustrated by it <laughs> I I'll,
1: I'll, I'll, I'll like to say that <laughs> um, just just for, for the the love of football I just want uh, when when Bros' goal went in I could just feel like this relief from Sydney FC fans from Fox Sports and from the FFA just going, come on, we can't have arguably one of the biggest teams in our league not able to score a goal. This isn't good for the league. Um, apparently, Kalosko walked into the the dressing room at halftime and apologized apologized to his teammates and uh, a manager for the for the lack of goals. I mean, I, I did actually ask um, a couple of mates that I caught
5: up with while I was down here whether they'd actually changed the name to Sydney FC nil, um, but. You know, they, they they got a one, so you know that's something to start off with, and uh, a conclusive thumping win over Newcastle Jets.
2: <laughs> yes, look, conclusive thumping 1-0 win over Newcastle Jets. You know that yeah, that that silences you. the doubters for sure. <laughs> Absolutely,
3: yeah.
1: I, I liked it on Twitter, and I can't remember who it was that said it. So apologies if um it, if it was you um. Wrote a message to, um, I think, to the FFA to say um, I want a new TV because Syd Zero has been burnt into my TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so, congrats to that uh, that tweet. Uh, very funny. Um, but Jets, well, Jets have their own kind of misfiring attack, and um, Alievich a missed. They're probably one of their best chances. Kind of fell to him, bouncing just outside the six-yard box, but put it over. Um, they, you know, they're, they're a fraction of what they were in the early stages of the, of the season. Is that? Do you think teams have kind of found out a bit of, of how they how they played? You know, they were they were a the bit Jets. yeah they a bit swashbuckling at times. They were you know quite quite aggressive in attack, getting the balls into the box early.
2: I think there was a tendency initially to write Carney off as a burnt-out uh, shell, yep. uh, to be fair. And then he proved to be the Moy of Newcastle. Uh, everything was going through him. He was creating everything. And then when everybody latched onto that and then started shutting him down, the opportunities tended to dry up. Uh, and that's when you started seeing Eludovic and Travanovic stepping up, uh, yeah. or f- uh, not necessarily stepping up, but taking a, a more prominent role because Carney was being restricted uh, and at times that's paid off for them, but I think now as well, moving forward, people are wise to that, and it's all just becoming a bit too predictable uh, for Newcastle. What do you think, being a resident uh, Newcastleite, who's not
4: resident? It's Newcastle. Ca- that's Nova, Nova and Kevin, get it right. Um, uh, <laughs> no, I think I think yeah, I think you're pretty spot on there. I mean, they they always had a very thin squad um, at the start of the season, and you look at the players they're missing at the moment. Mullen and Bugard at the back, uh, Leonardo in the middle, um, and a couple others, Halidi. And um, it was always a, a threadbare squad. And when you put in, you know, they've got Ryan Kiddo, I think, who was on debut, um, playing in the number 10, um, you know, a few MPL players and, and rookies across mm-hmm. the park. I just don't have the, the cattle at the moment. Um, but yeah, they are playing an ultra defensive style. We yeah, said maybe they need to, to loosen that up, but, you know, with the, with the players they've got out, you can't really see that happening um, and yeah Carney's definitely getting a lot of attention um, from, from the other teams now
1: so in terms of that race for that sixth spot um, and, uh, and despite City and Phoenix being on the same points uh, both on 14 and 5th and 6th I, I think City will pull away and, and it will be a, a fight between uh, Jets and Phoenix for that last final spot Do you you think they've got a chance? I don't think
2: it's even going to be a fight, to be honest. I think Phoenix are a much more equipped, better equipped side. They've got more depth. uh, They've got more talent, sad to say. Uh, I think Jets have done very well with the squad they've got. Don't Mm. get me wrong, I think Scott Miller's doing a great job. But I think he's restricted by the the salary uh, that is available to him. And Phoenix have been run by Merrick for a few seasons now where he's managed to build that squad and build the depth and identify the weaknesses and counter them uh, whereas Jets are still at the very early stages of this redevelopment for them uh, after a disastrous season last year so I think you know Jets will probably finish yeah. in the spot that they're in now 7th and that's a good result for them uh, under the circumstances uh, unfortunately
5: when are the Scotsmen coming? That's what I want to know, you know pay, pay all the bills, take them off the FFA's hands
2: Yeah, unfortunately it's all gone tits up for Dundee United back home yes. uh, And I think Mr Thompson uh, Stephen Thompson who was being lined up to, to buy in another wonderful uh, piece of negotiation by the FFA instead of taking the first offer that came in, they hesitated and tried to, to bump the price up and as a result Stephen Thompson's had a few financial problems at home with the club uh, Dundee United and had kept his attention there and what looks like he's walked away from Newcastle so I don't know where FFA are going to go turn to
5: next. We can get the Mariners Russians to uh, invest. Russians uh, are coming, the that, Russians
3: are coming They are
1: coming <laughs> um, Cove we're not there and they it's
2: very, very quiet that's the
5: future mm. Well when you can notice it at at Gosford you know, you're gonna you're gonna notice it without yeah. the cove. Absolutely, yeah, because yeah. um, it was very very noticeable that the the yellow army had gone to the pub, as their banner said. Um, but yeah, the the. it it was very quiet but that wasn't the weirdest atmosphere of the weekend just uh, again
2: going back to this uh, the conversation I had after the press conference on Thursday with an FFA official again he was trying to paint the, uh, the fans involved in this boycott as radicals and extremists and all the rest of it You've got the Yellow Army taking part in this boycott. Yeah. The most non-radical, most moderate, nicest, family-friendly <laughs> active support group in the history of football.
1: You don't get many brass band playing terrorists. Do you, you don't. <laughs> Suburban you don't. terrorists. No. Uh,
2: you know, they're too busy playing with the horns to so <laughs> light flares and shit like that.
1: It's, It'd be a know. good way to, to smuggle in a flare, though, wouldn't it? Actually, yes. Yeah, so. oh, Archie. I shouldn't, I shouldn't down the tuber. Down, <laughs> down, down, the, down the We're going to
4: talk about the good The good part of the boycott, though, is that the, um, the TV ratings were up. That's, yes. that's a positive. Average Up of, Nearly 60% from the round before.
2: Did I see you uh, say it was an average of 75,000 for each game? Yeah,
4: yeah. I mean, it was still apparently uh, 19% down compared with the same round last year, but it was up nearly 60% from the previous round. So, you know, people are at home or they're at the pub watching, but they're still watching, so... See, <laughs> I think one that, thing.
2: that's the dangerous next step that if fans start saying we're going to boycott the match and turn the TV off, yeah, and uh, games come in with, you know, next to zero rating, that's <laughs> when the sponsors are going to get
1: really, really high rate. Yeah. Well, radio, a- radio ratings soar.
4: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: um but it's not with FIFA as well, you know, and and they've uh, you know they're all going through their own uh, much bigger issues. Um, but you know the the sponsors are the first ones to to get the pressure. You yeah. know they've had like the boycott FIFA sponsors campaign that, that are going around and you know if that's and that's the the power that fans can get. That's right. The right. only reason why sports get sponsorships are to kind of build that sort of brand recognition and brand affinity. So. When when they start boycotting their products, there's no yeah. point in that. Yeah. No point in being around it. It's true. Uh, yeah. Well, head over the pond, over the ditch, to uh, to Phoenix, and it was played in Auckland. Who saw a Phoenix win? Um, but I'm not sure if any of the Aucklanders knew which team they were cheering on. Yeah, I think the yeah. Guy, as I said, a total mm. victory. Think they won. <laughs>
2: They're completely oblivious. They were in the shed celebrating full time. <laughs> they did wonder who the striker was. Yeah. Who is <laughs> um,
1: uh, They would have learned from Man United's grey kit of the nineties <laughs> that lasted one game and uh, lasted uh,
2: a half. Actually, I think didn't it? Was it? I think they changed at half time. <laughs> Man United.
1: What um, is going on? Come on! Surely we can get kits right. But this
2: is the. There's been a lot of Kit kit Madness this season. This season alone, we've had Mariners and Phoenix uh, playing both in yellow. Uh, Phoenix were wearing the white and yellow strip, which I I don't even know which one that is, actually. Mm. It's not their away strip and it's not their home
5: strip. Um, We've had. We've had Road playing there. Blackish, oh, their white kid against the grey. Against the grey of the Jets. Yeah, special. The the, the, uh, the, the uh, F3, F16, whatever they are. Yeah, sure. We've
2: if, had Wellington Phoenix playing at home in their away strip. And we've had Melbourne Victory playing at home
1: in their away strip. And Melbourne City can't wear sky blue um, and bring in bloody Pirlo. Frank F- or Frank Lampard.
2: <laughs> Lampard. <laughs> Although uh, interestingly, um, Ange Postecoglou sparked a bit of speculation that there was going to be a big name signing in January. On the
5: on the same day that we've seen Kakar riding around Sydney on his bicycle. Yeah, he's no. I, I, I have
4: actually heard that there is uh, works of, of one club uh, looking to bring in a guest, but it's not um, it's not Kakar, but looking to bring in a guest player. So I, I don't know if if that's City, but. It, Obviously, it was common sense that it
2: would be City. It would make sense, very much so. Mm. Um, and just about other announcements, this isn't actually a league rela- well, is. um There's going to be a big press conference tomorrow, apparently, uh, and it's almost certainly going to be Arsenal touring next summer and playing Sydney and presumably Victory. Who uh, knows? Who knows? Maybe Western Sydney Wanderers. Um, so that's something to look forward to. But Absolutely. yeah, in terms of big name signings, yeah. Uh, shirt colours. Who would have thought a shirt colour would stand in the way for big name signing? Oh, but there we go.
1: Anyway, let's talk about the football. I'll actually quickly talk about the pitch. The sand,
2: yeah. sandpit. The green sandpit. That's
5: that, that, that's that's what happens when you play, you know, ASB rugby on it for, you know, weeks and weeks before. And you have, like, two, two games in... Two games in four days, something like that, um, beforehand. And, you know, it's, it's always going to be a sandpit. You know, you don't do that. Um,
2: I just don't understand why the game was moved to Auckland as a showpiece game. Yeah. And they prepared the ground like that. I mean, and to get it signed off as well. You know, you don't play in those conditions in a professional league. And you don't play in those kits <laughs> in a professional league. Yeah.
1: They, they should have just painted one of them green, like they did the pitch. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> just <true. laughs> yeah. just to add to the confusion. Just add like a, a green sla- uh, uh, slash across <laughs> the front of them. Um, and I do feel for Victory actually, because and uh, uh, Musky came out and was complaining about the pitch, but you know, um, he, he's, he's, he's well entitled to have a have a bit of a whinge about that. But it does seem to be Victory who are who get taken to these random different suburban. Uh, or no regional grounds to because they're a bit of a draw card mm-hmm. they they want to show the league in the in the best best light they can so victory are generally the ones that get shipped out to these the random different pitches play- <laughs> <Yeah. one. laughs> um krishna let's talk about him we, uh, we we've not mentioned krishna for a while actually no, he's uh, yeah. we, we we were expecting big things from him earlier in the season uh, and he delivered here like that, that first goal was he miscontrolled the ball twice, but then still had the pace to get there and the the kind of f- foresight to try and squeeze it in from such a narrow angle. Brilliant,
2: brilliant. He's really, you know, he showed he's shown glimmers of uh, being a decent player in previous seasons, but he's really stepped up this season. Uh, I mean, I think he he got signed briefly as an injury replacement uh, for Phoenix couple of years ago mm. and didn't really do anything and got dropped by them. And then he mm. lucky enough to get a second chance and this time. He's definitely taken that time,
1: much. So. And 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 the second goal as well. It wasn't just the burst like he broke through from his own half. He just burnt, absolutely burnt them. the uh, uh, victory victory midfield, left them in his wake. Um, and then a really nice little deft flick back to Bonavaccia for the for the finish. Lovely. He's, he, he's going from strength to strength too on a fine
5: player yeah every time is. every time I watch every time I watch I'm just you know he's
2: one of those players that any of the clubs would be happy to uh, he'd walk assign. into
1: he'd walk into any 11 as yeah, far as I'm concerned definitely just an off day for victory John
4: yeah I uh, must admit I missed most of this game um Sort of woke up to the pitch and kit disaster. So um,
1: yeah, a bit surprised that the victory went down. Actually, yeah. mm. let's move on to uh, probably the game. No, no, definitely the game of the weekend. But um, I I would I enjoyed this game more than most games I've seen this season. Um, RBB weren't there to uh, to to watch it, but um, but it's Mitchell, still a
2: surprisingly good good crowd there. Actually, yeah. It was just just shy of ten shy thousand, of 10. Uh, yep. which, you know, I think shows the core support that Wanderers have outside of the RBB, but you know, still, the uh, management would be disappointed
1: by those figures. Ben, you were you were there. You mentioned before, yes. the atmosphere, you know, is to be expected. Yeah, well, I, you know, because I
5: mean, in in the context of the RBB being missing, you know, they had. Um, they have such an effect on the game; they really push the players. And I think for the first little, you know, for the first twenty minutes, they, the Wanderers, I think, were a bit shell shocked by not having that there. I think they're so used to it. Um, but that first half, there wasn't even conversations going on in the stands. It was eerily quiet. It was really? the it was the it was the strangest atmosphere you know um, I think I've ever seen. Um, out, out out, there, like, it was just really strange. Mm. Um, I mean, hey, we, we had fellows in our away section who I've never seen be quiet for more than two minutes that <laughs> were quiet for most of the game. So, um, so but rubbed off on the away funds as well. Yeah, I mean, we, we made a decision going in that we were going to, um, you know, be... You know, keep it to a minimum, basically, okay. um, in, in solidarity because, I mean, yeah, we've, we've paid our tickets, we have to go, but, um, mm. you know, we, you know, we've all spent, you know, hundreds of dollars to get down here. So, you know, it's a bit of a waste to boycott after that, but, sure. but I f- figured the least we could do was be quiet, but, um, yeah, eerily quiet. And then we actually came, came through in that second half of the, of the first half and really gave quite a good account of ourselves. And, Even into the first first half of the second half, we were very competitive. But I think we just, I think Wanderers really just stepped it up in that, you know, second half. You know, probably from about the hour mark on, they really stepped it up. And um, when you've got a player like Nichols in the form that he's in, um,
1: you are always liable to concede a thunder bastard. (laughs) It it must it must be odd to see him on the other on the other (laughs) team. <laughs> Just doing so well <laughs> after going to perth uh
5: after his time in Perth yes, I didn't think I'd ever see that again but mm. um yeah no it's it's very interesting to see the uh halcyon summer that he's having it's um, amazing
2: the number of clubs he's actually been at when you think about it war, yeah. glory victory, victory Wanderers. he's mm. he's done the tour of australia he certainly has he's he's, like he's now no exactly arc- caravan
5: okay. He's no Azaka Sernak, but he's, he's getting there. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: but I've never seen him, I genuinely have never seen him play as well as he's playing this season at any of those clubs, even no. Roar, where no. you know he carved his uh, initial reputation. I think he's on fire, everything that Wanderers does is pretty much going through him uh, this season. And just the look of him, I mean, he looks really athletic, yeah. uh, he looks fit and healthy and He's always just carried that little bit of puppy fat, almost. Yeah. Uh, before he got
5: to to Wanderers, and, and he's still never, he still can't run his t- his running technique. It looks so. He he looks like he's just, you know, shuffling, but <laughs> he's shuffling a lot faster this season. I <laughs> <be shuffling. laughs> he's tell, he's tell what would be
2: really faster. funny. <laughs> would be to see Mitch Nichols versus Devante Clout. In 150 uh, a 1500 meter run, yeah, because both of them have the worst running styles I've ever seen. And I love Devante Clute as a player, <laughs> but Jesus, learn to run properly. You're all oh,
5: that's T- token you Clute mentioned, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it comes from Kevin Usain Bolt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I walk very fast. <laughs> <laughs> So he's been um, nominated for Player of the Month, with uh, alongside Moy and um, who's the other player? Uh, Borussia. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I
4: think I think that goal, the um, the winner, you, uh, Adam, you were saying before about uh, Fontoura's goal, as goal as is, and I think Nichols' winner is up there, just as good. That was. I would that was agree
2: beautiful. with it. That was that was just a blockbuster, lovely little bit of curl on it. Uh, it nice. that,
1: that just shows his uh, how much his technique has uh, has come on as well because that wasn't that wasn't power, no. that was he knew exactly where he wanted to put that yeah. and uh, and it didn't it didn't even look like it had that much power on it obviously it it had enough power to get there looked but, like it was moving in slow motion yeah <laughs> yeah just a little bit but it was just that
2: movement in the air that brought it round and mm. that was just
5: delightful. Excellent. Not not, not look, so delightful from our perspective, but, no. um, but you
2: were rewarded with a, a decent goal from Jim McLaren, which wasn't quite as good as I thought it was because it got, took the deflection, uh, which I didn't realise when I first saw it. Yeah. But
5: still, look, it looked uh, like a
2: cheeky chip, chip, but it wasn't. It was uh, it was a shot that got deflected into the top corner.
5: We we are one of those teams with no real problems up front, mm. yeah. um, apart and, from
2: the fact you don't play
5: Devante Clut enough. <laughs> Well, that's yes. That I I I definitely <laughs> agree with you there. Has
2: to make Hyundai adverts. Yes, to fill
5: his time because he's not getting played. It. it why you would bring him on in the you know ninetieth? is just beyond me. Mm. But I thought that we. I thought that in defeat the, that we actually played quite well. Um, but it's this. It's the hallmark of the season for us. It's just. The, at at the back, we do just make some really weird decisions um, from time to time, and yeah, when you when you're coming up against a team in the form that Wanderers were in, yeah, you know, I, th- I
2: think Sheen Stefanita's hair is evidence enough
5: of the bad decisions being made in
2: your defence.
5: <laughs> oh, well, hey, James Donachie has also got uh, the man bun now too. We we seem to have the highest man bun to player ratio in the A League. Um, <laughs> And it's you know, it's no surprise that we're mediocre. Bratton's bloody cornrows would what set this a whole hairstyle thing
2: going off. I was talking
1: I was talking to Con about this actually. do um, you know you can buy pin in man buns? Yeah. They was, should all get them just. I I was for one thinking bench. that the Raw fans should get the pin in you know, like the, the Jets fans had the Zabco baldy yes. wigs.
5: <laughs> Except who would who would it be in tribute to? You know, we just got so many. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, can, we can't choose one.
1: Um, Nichols, Soccery time. No, he's got, be, he's got to be there or thereabouts.
5: <laughs> not yet. No. No. Yeah. No. No. My, my opinion Who's he is replace? never. My opinion is never. He's, he'll never be at that level. But he's he's wow. he's getting to the point where he's a good A League player. Because when, 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 we, when we had him in Brisbane, he was just maddeningly inconsistent. Let's just see if he can put this together for a full season. Because he wasn't able to at victory mm-hmm. uh, before he left. Um, and obviously wasn't able to at glory. So let's see. Let's give him a full season to be this good, you
1: know, for, for, for a whole season. I think that's pretty harsh, to be honest. John? Do you, do you reckon he should well, be it? at
4: 26? I hope he's going to become a decent, well, up to a league standards soon. Mm. But no, I, I kind of, agree, I kind of agree with the um, the Sakaru assessment. Although that he should Rebus, be or he shouldn't. No, that probably that he shouldn't be. I mean, unless he's had a, a season of consistency. But then again, in saying that, particularly under Ian we've seen him kind of break that model, mm. particularly with the likes of say Tarek Elrich, who I would never have. Thought would have been near a soccer squad in a million years, but played well enough consistently to sort of put his name up there. But um, yeah, I mean, I think the position that he's in when you've got Luongo, you've got Moy, you've got Rogic, um, there's other players whose name escapes me, I think they're all ahead of him. And I don't want to see four number 10s or, you know, um, four creative midfielders or five um, jammed in we had that against Jordan, and that didn't really work. Um, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So, yeah, yeah. I mean, if he can maintain his standard, then by all means, and you know, maybe Wanderers make the grand final or, or win a trophy. Um, but yeah, that's that's a long way from happening. But but he he's playing uh, unbelievably well at the moment. He's just just a joy to watch.
1: How about McLaren? Yeah, I mean, I think um, there's a good
4: chance if he, if he keeps this up, you know, we, we could be he could be gone um, at the end of the season because. He's obviously uh, much younger, um, and uh, he's really coming into his own. I guess it's re- it's really his first season of of starting football um, mm-hmm. because he you know came off the bench at Perth, but he's just um, he's gone up to a new level. Um, it's really really great to see, and, and him and Borello as well. The little partnership that they've got is is quite exciting.
5: Very good, certainly fun from our perspective.
1: <laughs> he's, he, he is great to watch. You know, he just has this this knack of just. Turning and kind of shooting on sight, he gets a glimpse of it. Like yeah. There was one where he, he kind of dragged wide, but it, it bounced in between two defenders. But he was the first to react and uh, and, he, and he put it wide. But you know that that goes that goes on target. Um, that's, that's why he's it he, he shows he has so much confidence at the moment. Yeah. Uh, moving on to uh, to Sunday, the uh, the heat has been on the FFA over the last few weeks, um, but they decided that this game did not need the same treatment.
2: You just love these little <laughs> intros
5: that you come up
1: with, don't you? <laughs> Definitely not
5: written down anywhere.
2: There <laughs> was actually at uh, one stage on Saturday, I saw a prediction that it was actually going to hit 54 degrees in Adelaide on Sunday. Oh, and that, that's just so hot, it doesn't even bear thinking about it. Isn't yeah, the surface of the sun? Isn't yeah, that that's the pretty close to it. Yeah.
5: Isn't, that the, isn't that the average temperature in Doha?
2: <laughs> uh, a around <roundabout> world <laughs> cup, cup time? Went yeah up. <laughs> um yeah so i think given that it was only about 40 degrees when they kicked off that that's actually quite cool yeah by comparison do not know what they were what, yeah what about hmm. uh, it Cry was babies. it's kind of ironic <laughs> and symptomatic of the, the issues that there are that the men's game was put back to such a time that allowed the women's game to then start at the same time as the men's game that had been postponed. Mm. So it's all right for the men for the women to play in ridiculous heat, but uh, uh, the men still get put
5: back to later and, 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 and not only that, but I was when this game was actually being played, I was at the W League Derby uh, over at Lambert Park, and you know it's a baking hot day. it was another baking hot day in Sydney as well, and you know playing a synthetic pitch. Oh, that's, that's, that, that's the other issue you know the, the, the safety standards for the women do not st- seem to be anywhere close to what the men have to deal with
1: well in, in a week where the Olympics uh, fixtures or uh, qualifying has been, has been released and they're yeah. playing is it five games in ten days?
2: yeah one every other day <sighs> uh, which is just punishing Ugh. unbelievable I mean they've had similar schedules in the past but not as many and you know, five games is. Uh, I'm actually I bumped into Sarah Walsh at the uh, the lift at the FFA last week, and she's saying, "Just going to be the last man standing, yeah. yeah, last woman standing." It's it's literally survival of the fittest and the strongest.
1: Absolute nonsense. Like, the, the, I think the the FIFA regulation is um, 48 hours minimum, but surely they can't you use can't that. Keep
2: that going <laughs> again, and yeah. again and again and <laughs> again, back
1: to back. Absolute nonsense. And you
2: wonder why women go through their ACLs, you know, getting hit by schedules like that. You would never do it for the blokes. That's the bottom line. No, you would not.
1: No. Anyway, um, so Adelaide. Yes. Uh, Pablo Sanchez with a, a lovely little dink after two minutes. And then. 88 minutes of <laughs> <laughs> Oh
3: my god, let it finish!
2: <laughs> I don't know, I think, I think
1: that was quite. I, I, I think that's probably a bit harsh of the game. I don't think it was one of the worst one-nil games that I've ever seen. I it was did. certainly it was certainly better than Sydney Newcastle.
2: I still hate watching Perth Glory play.
1: Yeah, that. I but mean, there,
2: there's that's... nothing there this season. There's nothing you can say. Mm, well, maybe if they just no, there's mm. nothing. You you can't see any way for them to improve, and you know, Central Coast Mariners down as uh, Wooden Spoon and Perth are running away with it at the moment there's only a point difference between them but Perth are just shocking mm. I, I'm not enjoying watching them at all and they have had a few injuries that have added to mm. that on yeah. the on the bottom line of a very poor squad to begin with Yeah, uh, and Marinkovic just doesn't look like he wants to be there at all and you can't blame him
4: I, I think the worrying thing too is you know Kenny Lowe had a, a fair spray in his team after the game but that's mm. I think the second or third time he's done that this season. So, there's only uh, so many times. sorry, there's
2: only so many times you can. Turn yeah, it on.
4: that's that's what I was debating. I mean, you can you can do it once and get a good reaction. Maybe do it twice, but mm. then you sort of you know the, the, the squad starts to, to switch off. So it brings uh, us back yeah, to think...
1: the uh, the Jose Mourinho comparison, <laughs> <laughs> even even more so. We're in a very uh, very similar predicament how they kind of motivate uh, their team to start playing
4: well as long as as long as Kenny doesn't start poking people in the eyes burning female female doctors um, yeah it's not so that
1: it's still time <laughs>
4: <laughs> season's not it's not halfway over yet it's still plenty of time
1: uh, goalkeepers on show in this game I think we've got to, get, got to give both keepers credit Kovic kept the scoreline uh, much more respectable for Perth but um uh, Eugene, um, it's good to have him back in that in that Adelaide team. and I It shores up that defence a lot more.
2: I think the goalkeepers were the the highlight, to be honest, of the the, the match. Uh, Kovic pulled off a couple of fantastic saves, one towards the end as well. Just yeah. such a strong wrist, just going out, holding off, uh, deflecting the ball away. And Galekovic again, just instincts, reflexes, superb. Uh, but defence, you know, you could run a tractor through it at mm. half speed and still not get tackled. Both
1: teams, yeah. There was at one point where Kovic made a great save and he got up and he looked like he was going to shout at the defence and he just went, oh, what's the point? <laughs> 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 um, yeah, um, anyway, so the Reds jump up to eighth. And I don't know if that, if that says more about that bottom three than. Um, than Adelaide really their first win of the season and they've leapfrogged. It's just
2: I think you're just going to see a constant shuffling of that bottom three. Although to be fair, I think that f- bottom four is the way it's going to finish.
1: Yeah, uh,
5: in those positions. Yeah, it's it, it's it's hard to imagine uh, too much movement to be honest.
4: Yeah,
2: I still can't believe that Western Sydney Wanderers are now leading the competition. Just and they started winning just as I cashed in that. 50-buck bet I had on them
5: winning the Premiership. It's just, you should have cashed it out and then put that money back onto them at whatever the price they'd ballooned out to. Mm. That's actually a very good tactic. Bugger.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you didn't get all your $50 back, did you?
2: I got $34 back on my 50. Mm. Which, given... The way they were playing, and the fact that it was Melbourne Cup Day, and I was starting to
1: run out of money, <laughs> it seemed like a bloody it was good a safe idea. Yes, yeah. um, <laughs> lovely stuff. So um, l- let's see how this meeting tomorrow goes, and, uh, and whether we're allowed to go back and watch football again this weekend. Fingers crossed. you have got a nice little Phoenix team coming your way. We do up to Cairns.
5: Um, yes. We actually don't see the Phoenix this season in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, we do have a strong travelling contingent going up to... Uh, That's a
2: really good day, day trip away, though, for you guys, Cairns. I mean... Oh, you know, you know it's just just down the road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in terms of weekends away, I mean, Cairns, Port Douglas, that, you, that, you that really rocks. That. that rocks. I, the last one I went to was uh, Bathurst. And well, that just doesn't really. It was, it was <laughs> a lovely drive to Bathurst, but then you get to Bathurst. And then you have to stay have to in Bathurst stay. for some period of time. Yeah, yeah
5: it is <laughs> unfortunate not, that. Not Are okay. you heading up to Cairns? Uh, no, I'm not heading no. up to Cairns. This, this was
1: mine. You've done your away trip. This, 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 was, this, this, was, this was mine problem. for this month, yes. Yeah. Too juicy. Um, get yourself up in Cairns. Is it, is it called Cowbar or something like that? Cowshed. Um, it's like, a, student, uh, like a, a backpacker bar Where everyone just gets really loose And dances on the table oh, If yes. anyone's going up to Cairns Get yourself there this weekend yes. uh, After the game I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not, not doing anything this weekend yeah. Might yeah. go for it um, Right so we're starting with Adelaide Sydney FC on the Friday night And then we've got as, as we mentioned Brisbane Roar Triple, Triple header Triple header on the Saturday On the Saturday um, are, you, are you bursting into flames there John?
4: No, I'm just trying to
1: open something. Just continue, <laughs> can you, John? Can you, can can you, just, just keep your bag of crisps closed. <laughs> just for five more minutes. We've, we're nearly done. Um, uh, or, or is it a nappy? Is that the, is that the crackling? Are you, uh, are you left holding the baby? Okay. You've got, you've got very tuned ears, huh? Adam. Ah, uh-huh. I thought it was uh-huh. a big
2: bag of Werther's Originals.
1: Actually. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Anyway, um, so Wanderers will host victory game of the round, top of the table clash. Um, there was talk of RBB and travelling victory fans uniting for the parade. I, I, th- I think that was there. a
2: suggestion that was made to them on Twitter.
1: All ah, right, right, OK. I can't, can't see still, it happening. They're still
2: boycotting, that. so that's not going to happen.
1: It, it, despite what happens tomorrow night? No, no. Uh, well, at the, as it stands. As it stands. Moment, yeah, it's boycotting. They're boycotting. Um, and then the other game on the Saturday night, Perth Glory will host Central Coast Mariners. Oh, what a what a thriller that <laughs> i Bottom of the table, Clash. <laughs> oh. From top to bottom, uh, cannot wait for that.
2: Do you remember back in the the mm. 70, well, the eighties? No, no the, in, uh, <laughs> there used to be. I just I just realised that this was a very very one sided. This is only a conversation. I'm gonna all in the eighties, okay. but but back uh, there was a time when the BBC in the UK at this time of the year, just before Christmas, on a Saturday night, would run really scary. Ghost stories or horror films in right, the lead okay. up to Christmas. And it was always late on Saturday night. And look, Perth Glory versus Santa Coast Maris. <laughs> the tradition continues.
5: The Walking Dead.
3: <laughs> I, I,
5: I, I always preferred my Christmas debuting of Santa Claus Conquers the Martians on uh, uh, <laughs> oh, Briz 31, which is our local. Uh, Community station up there. Oh, yes. uh, that was a Christmas Day tradition. Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Best Christmas movie ever made. Do watch it. Excellent.
1: Pro- Producer Will is pulling his hair out. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He, he, he's close to distancing his name from this from this pod. Um, all right, let, let, let me wrap up. Newcastle Jets, Melbourne City on on the Sunday at five pm. I uh, I liked having the game at seven thirty on a Sunday.
2: I must admit, I did I, I would rather too, have to... but it did compete with Doctor Who. But oh, Doctor Who this... is a bit cramped this season, so it really wasn't that much of a competition. And it's what IQ was made for.
1: Yeah. I would, um, you know, 5 o'clock on a Sunday, generally, whatever I'm doing, if I'm out, I'm not going to be at home to watch that. So no. I, I generally end up missing the Sunday, the Sunday afternoon games mm-hmm. and come out, maybe come back and catch the second half. So, um, yeah, I quite liked it that they were... Uh, it was a 7.30 or was it 8 o'clock kickoff last week anyway right so Western Sydney Wanderers top the table um, the victory are close by in second um, but with a game in hand three points Sydney in third Brisbane fourth City fifth Phoenix sixth their bottom four as we as we mentioned Jets Adelaide Mariners and Perth sit at the bottom of the table that is everything from today um, producer Will thanks for coming in mate you've been brilliant no worries Ben, nice to have you. Nice to have a different voice on the pod. Oh, it's good to be here. Not as scotter as I
2: was expecting.
5: No, no. That was actually quite a disappointment, I have yeah. to say. Uh, it, it, I, I I, will just say that, very briefly, why can't we beat Newcastle of all teams? <laughs> I wanted to gloat to Peacock. No. Um, no, it, it was... Uh,
1: yes, it, we'll keep that out of it shall we come back to that another time John I'll let you go and uh, nappy up your baby
4: yeah okay
1: (laughs) thank you Adam right, mate (laughs) Uh, thanks for tuning in Kev thanks for coming in again cheers I've been your host Adam and um, we'll speak to you next week bye bye